You're listening to Super Manager, the podcast for people who manage people and business with ideas, trends, and expert interviews to help you be a super manager. All right, welcome to this week's Super Manager podcast. Today I've got my super friends with me, and they are... My name is Sally Bowles, Prefix Technologies. I handle sales and I manage our techs to make sure everything's taken care of. I'm Tasha with Web Design by Night. We do website design, website security, website management for businesses. And I'm Brian Kavanaugh with the Kavanaugh Law Firm. I specialize in labor and employment law for small to medium-sized businesses. And I am Samantha Nays with CN Video. We do corporate video production. I have a client and they have headquarters and then they have branches kind of throughout Illinois and they're expanding into the (laughs) St. Louis area. But it can be difficult when you've got employees that aren't all located at headquarters because at headquarters you see everybody every day. You run into them in the bathroom, in the lunchroom, getting coffee and have conversation. How do you make people that aren't physically there with you every day feel like part of the team? They actually do, on a regular basis, they call it the SCU weekday update where management gets together and they do a little news report, kind of the state of the company, and they talk about these are the new hires and these are the new products that are coming out and this is how we did last quarter and just news that people want to know. And they publish these videos. We even include a blooper at the end. And then the employees have the opportunity to watch these videos as they come out and be in the know about what's going on. It's worked out really well for them, but I'm sure there are a lot of different ideas, a lot of different situations that are out there when it comes to people working remotely. Absolutely. I think if people feel as if they're part of a team, they feel committed and part of that company, which is going to obviously make them a better employee, give you more longevity out of that employee. But I think you also need to recognize someone is remote, so you don't have the facial expressions, you don't get the body language. So you're going to have to take time as a manager to figure out, is that somebody that prefers email? Is that somebody who wants that voice-to-voice on the phone? We, we actually went through that with Olivia. Olivia doesn't get a voice in this very often. She's just the lady recording with the headset on in the corner. We had that issue, and we started using Teams where we can do video chat mm-hmm. with each other. and We can text on the computer, use the cell phone, do video chat. And it does make a difference being able to see facial expressions and nodding of heads and things like that. I think you form a quicker human relationship with them yeah. if you can see them. Even if it's doing a Skype call once a week for yeah. a half an hour with somebody remotely can make a huge difference to that employee. That seems yeah. to be important to today's workforce people want to feel like they're a part of things. They want to feel like they're a part of a team. Yeah, and you have to foster that from the beginning and you have to have a plan moving forward, especially as your team grows or if you have a larger organization that has remote employees. You have to have processes in place of, you know, when are our connection points? What kind of program are we using to keep everybody on task? How do we know everybody's doing what they say they're doing so that you end up in the same place that you want to be? And contrary to popular belief, not everybody can be a remote employee. (laughs) You know, I've interviewed people for our virtual team, and they basically admitted flat out, you know, if I'm not in an office environment where I have my peers around me, I'm not going to be as effective in my job. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, Tom Allen. He's an IT recruiter. He's talking with people that he's trying to place in a new job. It's becoming more and more common with them that they don't want to work remotely. Yes. They want to have that camaraderie. and right. Because now you can shop 
from home and have things delivered. You can stay in your pajamas all week if you don't have to go into work. (laughs) Some people want to get out of the house and be around other people. Yeah, it's really an individual thing. So you have to be able to assess your team and figure out who can be remote and who can't be remote. And if you're a virtual office, like my team is a virtual office, so we never go into an office. But we're all okay with that, and we have processes in place. Do you use Skype or some kind of tool? When you have a meeting, is it just over the phone, or are you able to see each other? Normally, we're on the phone. All my team is local to the St. Louis area okay. so that we can meet as a team if that, or meet with clients, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But besides just picking up the phone, that's a lot of our communications, phone, email. And we also have some scheduling tasks, scheduling programs that we use. Do you at least have like a party or something occasionally where we everybody we, comes we, together we, we and gets to see? We try to meet on a quarterly basis just oh, okay. to touch bases. That makes sense. I think she brought up the one of the most important points, and that is during the hiring process, try to understand whether or not they're able to work remotely, but is that person going to enjoy it yes. enough to stay with the company? You might be getting into more personality testing with that. I've found that when I interview someone, they will give whatever answer they think I want to hear. Right. And so it's really hard to find out. Like if you ask someone... Are you going to be okay working remotely, working from home? Whether they are or not, they're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I'm good with that. Who doesn't want to work from home? Oh, yeah, I'd (laughs) love to, yeah. (laughs) There are also questions you can ask during the interview process to figure out how people work best, if they work best with teams, if they work best on their own. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, yeah, I'd love to work from home. But one of the downsides of working from home is that you're at home right? And there's all those other things that can be a distraction. Do you have a designated space for your work? Or are you just working on your couch? <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing I'm myself. <laughs> I've, ha- I've done client calls while taking laundry out of the washer and putting it in the dryer. <laughs> yeah. We've all done things it, like it, that. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> it, it takes a certain type of person, especially if they're going to be full-time remote. And that takes a certain type of person but it also, for your organization, takes a certain kind of trust yeah. that they are actually completing tasks and they're actually, you know, if you're paying them to work 40 hours a week, are they really working 40 hours a week? I mean, is that, is everything... Is their performance the same whether yes. they're in the office or whether they're... Yeah. I, I would imagine for some people it might be better, you I know, if they're is. off on their own and for some people yeah, they yes. may need to be in an office environment. Yeah. And then I'm assuming that there are some legal compliance issues involved as well with with having people working remotely. In the hiring process, I agree that people are going to say, oh, yes, that sounds like a good idea. But (laughs) that's where it's important to watch for body language or to pay attention to the kind of the follow-up question that they ask about, Mm -hmm. well, is it all remote or do we get to see each other, you know, a couple times a week? That sort of thing you can pick up about Mm -hmm. whether the person's going to be resistant to that or not. So I think we're talking about two kinds of remote employees. One is kind of the people working at a satellite office, like your credit union example, Mm -hmm. Sam. Right. And it's important there to make sure that those people feel like they're part of the team, that they're necessary parts of the organization, so that they don't feel like second-class citizens working at a remote location. I think that happens a lot. I've had several clients say, we're going to do this video, come to headquarters, and just in passing, they'll say, well, we need to capture this for the Denver office because they're feeling a little bit left out. So I think they're aware of it, and it happens when you're not at headquarters, you're just not where it's happening. Right. 
and then the other kind of remote employee we're talking about is the work from home or work from wherever the employee right. chooses to. From a legal compliance standpoint, the first thing to do is to identify what laws you're dealing with, what employment laws you're dealing with in the location where every employee is located. So oh, it, it sounds simple enough to say that's true. Yeah. we have you know 25 employees and they all work from home. Well, you need to identify exactly where home is right. for each of these 25 employees because now you have an employee, you have an office, you're doing business where each of those 25 employees is located. And from a legal compliance mm. standpoint, you're dealing with several levels here. You're dealing with federal law, which of course covers all 50 states uniformly for the most part. You're dealing with state laws. You're dealing with county laws, local laws, municipality laws. So if you have an employee, for example, that your office is in St. Louis and they've moved to California, are you then responsible as a business for following California laws for this employee? You need to identify what you might be dealing with. A lot of employment laws don't apply until you have a certain level of employees in that state. So for instance, a lot of employment laws say this law applies as soon as you have 15 employees in the state. But other laws apply once you have one employee in that state. I got a call years ago from a client who said, I know someone who wants to work part-time from us for home doing stuff. She lives in Hawaii. Does that sound okay? And I said, you're now going to be doing business in Hawaii. We need to check, you know, mm-hmm. do you need a business license? What are the requirements there? What are the laws that apply? You know, are you going to have to be paying unemployment taxes in Hawaii now? This is oh, a much bigger deal. Yeah. The best example of this now is uh, protection against discrimination and harassment based on sexual orientation. That's an example of a law that's not protected on the federal level, and it's protected state by state. So some states protect it, other states don't protect it. Here in Missouri, it's not protected. In Illinois, it is protected. So there's all kinds of factors to consider to know what employment laws are protected, what should go in your employee handbook or employment policies for each employee, and what protections are you dealing with. This is something you want to know from a risk management standpoint. I feel like more people take the decision to allow people to work from home much more lightly. Yeah. It's it's kind of a, a lot of people feel like, hey, can I, oh, I don't see why not, take a laptop, or do you have a computer at home? And so this has been a real eye-opener. There's more to consider when you're doing something like that. Right. Absolutely. And technology as well is another issue. Yeah. Probably a legal standpoint also. You know, and Sally, you might be able to talk more on this on if they're bringing their own laptop, if they're coming from their own network, how does that affect your network and your business and your what's going on in your company? Well, a larger organization, I'm sure, is supplying a laptop because... You'd be amazed. And they do that to make sure that you're on a secure machine, right? But that person that's working remotely may also be jumping on their own laptop to or check their this. Or cell phone to text. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it could compromise your network. So again, it boils down to policy, communication, being open. There's software that's developed now that if an employee is working remotely and that relationship becomes severed for whatever reason, you can push a button and whatever was your company's will just go away on that machine. It's not going to take away their personal things, but whatever was associated with your company. Yeah. And that's a good point. If people are taking work home, 
they have a copy of that. Oh, and if yep. they're no longer an employee, right. what copies of what do they have on right. their home computer, on their cell phone? And especially if you've got somebody, let's say, in sales and right. they live in a different state and they've got all your customer contact as well as your prospects, is that your information or their information? You know what I mean? If you need to think about all of that and protect your own company. And the managers need to be in communication with their IT company before they allow someone to just start working from home for right. whatever reason. Right. Yeah. To follow up on what Sally said, you know, confidentiality issues arise too. Mm -hmm. So you could be working in an industry that has legally imposed confidentiality requirements like the medical field and mm -hmm. HIPAA, but any sort of, you know, employer is going to have certain expectations of confidentiality, even if they're not legally imposed. You don't want your employees storing information in an unsecured manner or discussing information in an unsecured manner. If you have a need for employees to work remotely, and maybe the types of employees that you're hiring, that is the type of company culture that they want, that they need that flexibility. I have a client who they have people that input data and their primary employees are stay-at-home moms who want to be able to work while they're taking care of their kids while they're at home. Or maybe you don't have a brick and mortar building. What are some of the things that you can do to help ensure that you don't run into legal problems, that you don't run into technical problems, that you don't run into company culture issues where people are feeling left out. I guess a question for Brian would be, do you need legal contracts for those people? I think that's a good idea. And I, I think you want to get the remote employees to agree to follow those policies and procedures to, to just use this technology and not use other technology. At the that very they least, you should have something in your a section in your employee handbook yeah, about when you're working from home, yeah. right? Yeah, but if your whole business is focused around either satellite offices or remote virtual right. office, it seems like legally you would want to contact somebody like Brian to figure out what are your liabilities as a business right. and what liabilities do you have if something goes wrong and contracts in place so that people can't be remote or satellite employees and then jeopardize your company's future. Right. Absolutely. What Absolutely. about what about from a technical standpoint? What are some things that people can do from a personnel standpoint and helping people feel included? We've got the Microsoft suite and we use Teams so that we can send quick messages or we can pull up a full-blown video chat and see each other's faces and do group meetings and things like that. What are some other suggestions for ways to make that work? Confidentiality is huge with for a remote employee. I mean, if they're going to have your customer contacts and they all of a sudden become upset with you and go to work for a competitor, you need to be able to protect yourself. I know that Slack is getting more and more popular as far as What's apps. Slack? It's an app that a lot of companies use. You can put your whole department on it. If there's an announcement or anything, you just send oh. it out and it goes to everybody. Oh, okay. um, it's a small thing. Like an intranet app. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a small cool. thing, but if you're that one at home or you're that one in the satellite office, suddenly you're like, you know, I am part of the team. Right. So I think anything you can do to make those people feel part of the team. I know one of our remote employees does an excellent job. He's well suited for being a remote employee. Yeah. And I think that's key also. I think there's also other things you can do. Like we have an online task management scheduler so we can see where everybody is in the 
process of our tasks oh, and who has right. what to do, what the deadlines are, that kind of thing, that helps, but also things like a password manager. Because if you have more than a few employees that are working remotely, if you are the gatekeeper of your password manager and anything goes wrong, you can remove access from them having all the passwords, you know, like client passwords. So you can remove with a password manager, you can say, oh, this employee violated policy or is disgruntled or whatever is leaving. You can automatically, with a click of a button, take all their password privileges if you, away. If you've given them access into the company remotely, you need to be able to take it away right. without, without <laughs> them bringing the laptop back and, right. and physically handing no. it to you. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. And you can remove somebody's access in a matter of seconds. I mean, it's not a big, yeah. you know, to do labor type of thing at all. Sally, you said that your remote employee is well suited for it personality wise. What does that mean? What are some indications that somebody is well suited for it? And what are some indications that they're not? He is somebody that constantly reaches out to everybody anyway. So his personality is very happy, very upbeat, but he also knows himself well enough to stay connected with people, yeah. and meaning our customers. So but we have another employee that I don't think would be well-suited for it at all. He needs the verbal encouragement. He needs advice. He needs to see people. And he's a great employee, but he needs to be in the office. Maybe people that are a little bit more proactive in communication are better suited for working remotely than... I hesitate to say it's outgoing people because in yeah. my yeah. example, that is what right. it is. But... I think people, before they take on a remote position too, need to fully understand what it means. Don't be so eager to take that job that it's not a good fit for you or the company. Fully understand that you may be home alone for 30 or 32 hours a week and maybe a few hours Make connecting. sure it's a, a good company culture fit between the employee and the company. In making that cultural reference, my team functions awesome, and I'm very happy with all that they do. But one of the things that our company culture is, is don't stay stuck. Because when you remotely isolate yourself, whether that's a satellite office or in your home office, you're more apt to try to struggle through something that you oh, can't overcome. It's harder to reach out and yeah. ask for help when people aren't sitting next to you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the things, you know, I'm always like, that's one of the last things I say to my remote employees is don't stay stuck. If you have a problem, right. call, email, text so we can all move on successfully. I say that too. Um, so that's kind of one of my litmus tests of when I'm interviewing and going through that task is how do you deal with problems and roadblocks? You just sit there and try to hammer it out, and that might be a, an indicator that that person might not be the best suited for your company working from home. That's with, a good point because you can't see each other's body language yeah. either. So that person that is at their desk with their head down and you hear them saying, oh, you know they need help, but you don't know that remotely. With that being said, does anybody have a good office horror story having to do with remote employees? One of our clients had a remote employee and they thought they were doing an excellent job. Mm -hmm. And then they found out that they were interviewing and looking for a new job during that work time and kind of filling their schedule. You know what I mean? Appearing as if they were busy or maybe at a meeting, but they were really out. Their looking. meeting was a job interview. Their meeting was really going, you know, <laughs> to find a job. And again, as Brian pointed out, you have to have full trust. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Super Manager by CN Video Production. Visit our website at cn-video.com for additional episodes and lots of Super Manager resources, or give us a call at 314-VIDEO-ME.